Hey, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Conversation Podcast here at McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Uh, we're in the first week of February, and we had a very goofy, funny, awesome headliner join us for this podcast. His name is uh, John DeCrosta. He's an actor. He's been on tons of things. He actually just got done doing a movie. He talked about it a little, uh, briefly in the podcast. Known for voiceovers of Transformers, Fallen, Invader Zim. Really funny guy. Loved uh, watching him perform all week. And uh, we also had uh, a guest spot from Sh- from uh, Michigan. She happened to be in town. Named Sheila Lovely. Very funny comic. Crushed her set. And uh, even uh, Ron Modell, who's been on the podcast before. He's an old school joke teller from the area. He popped in. He's just such a big fan of John that he had to come in and say hi. And we just threw him on the podcast because why not? And then a little bit later, we had uh, Stephen Henry. He is... One of my good friends and a fellow working comic of the area. He started about the same time as me. He's been on the podcast before. Had a great conversation with all these guys. I enjoyed it. And I hope you guys do too. Please give it up for the conversation in the green room. Welcome to the conversation. Les McCurdy, back in the green room. It's the conversation again. It's just our natural conversation of the comics hanging out, except we have microphones in front of our face, so it might that might <laughs> skew the way. But we try to just be as uh, as as natural as we can. And uh, Sheila, lovely. Yeah. That uh, that that's Sheila. That you would probably know that anyway. It's the only female voice in here. Right. That's right. But she is on the settee. The settee is what we call it in the South, Ron Modell. Mm-hmm. Ron Modell, say hello. How are you, Les? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. And uh, not on the settee. He is in a velvet, a velvet chair. Where I belong. Yes, you are. You, your, your ass should always be in velvet. Absolutely. <laughs> and John DeCrosta is also on the settee. Uh, hello, John. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. So anyway, so yeah, here we are. Um, you know, I don't want to take an interview type of thing, but Ron Modell, who is not performing tonight, but he's here to see John because he's a good friend of John's, or at least John acts like he's a good friend of his. I don't, I don't know if they really are good friends. I mean, I know he buys him lunch whenever he's in town, Sheila. But you know. nobody bought me lunch. Well, so far, you hadn't had sex with any of us. And, uh, but so John far, has. John has. I've had sex with most everyone here. I know. I know. And that's worth lunch I every time. I just met Sheila. Just met. One time in your game. Yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> you, did you even do that last night? The no. one you didn't. No, I, I remember. Yeah, I, I was did a lot going, of new, different things, and I was like, "What? I'm on 48 minutes." You know, it's it's uh, I, the last couple of years. I noticed, and maybe you've noticed it. John does a little thing in his show, and he'll do something, and he go with a guy. Oh, one time, and I'm gay. Yeah. Oh, two times, and I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, three times, and I'm gay. Yeah. But with the political correctness stuff. I noticed some parts of audiences being a little like, oh. I have noticed a little pushback, but I'm continually thanked, continuously thanked on the ship and in clubs from people actually going out of their way 
and saying thanks for being politically incorrect. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So you'll let four or five of us in. <laughs> the rest, no, you can't say that. But I think I set my character up from the very beginning. Yes. That it's almost like, it's almost like he's special. Just well, let him. Just right. let him. He doesn't mean it. Well, anything. of course, you you do you do so many characters, or you know, that kind of. Thing. Yeah. And of course, I guess you could take your Muslim character, your 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 Asian character. Any of those could be taken like, oh, really? A absolutely. You know, because they're so like, oh, that's so stereotypical. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. But uh, anyway, but you have uh, did, did Ron? Did he tell you he just finished a movie? No. Yeah, I did. A f it's a short film. It's a it's a it's a independent film, and Wonderful. we're crossing our fingers. But but you uh, got paid. I got paid absolutely. When will it be out? Uh, well, we're you know those things you never know. You know what I mean? It could be six months. It was especially with an independent film. I mean, my first indie film. We t it's a 17 minute film and it took us six months to film. How and long is this one? Another year. Uh, this is this is a definitely an hour and a half. -ish. Oh, oh, oh yeah, regular. Yeah. But it's a Christmas, right? It's a Christmas movie. It's called uh, A Wrestling Christmas Miracle. <laughs> I don't think I have to explain anything more. <laughs> well, when you told me that yesterday, I was like. Like collegiate wrestling? No, 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 no. no, no. More like Caligula. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caligula yeah. wrestling. They start wrestling, and then everybody throws grapes, and they have sex. Wow, I, I. And then you, they go you, to the vomitorium. Sheila, <laughs> Sheila, you need to trademark that term, Caligula wrestling. Wow, that could be like a theme party. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it would be amazing, Caligula wrestling. I'd love to be a ref. Have you seen that movie Caligula with uh, yes. Malcolm McDowell? Ma oh yes. My God. yes, isn't that so? Wild? And Sir John Gilgood, absolutely, all doing a porn. Yeah, it was. It was just porn. It was absolutely and, and, you know, porn. I, I couldn't believe it. You yeah, know, I, yeah. I, I actually read it thinking, "Oh, here's some history," I and maybe the first twenty minutes. And then it was just porn. Straight porn. And I, I, I read somewhere that, of course, Malcolm McDowell knew exactly what he was getting yeah, into. He's getting a big paycheck. You know, but I, I think I'd heard somewhere that John, that Sir John Gilgood wasn't, didn't really know mm -hmm. how hardcore mm -hmm. this movie was going to be. Because yeah. he wasn't in any scenes, I don't think, where... You know, he wasn't around for the orgy scene or any of right. that kind of stuff. Right. So he never saw that stuff being shot, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, but how great to have his name on the cast. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. But the poster with the ball gag in his mouth was just <laughs> was a little much. Well, you know, now at least when you go and it's like the special night at the titty bar, you know, where you pay a little extra because there's a celebrity that right. night. Sure. And usually it's, it could be like Miss September for, or whatever you know, right. and they go tonight. John uh, Gilgood. No, no, but just <laughs> like some those stripper, you know, Cherry Delight. Uh, she has worked with Sir John Gilgood, yeah. Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, yeah. She blew Malcolm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, faux blue. Credits. It, it, it's yeah, like throwing a punch in a western. That's right. The penis is actually a six inches away from the head. Yes, right. right. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. <laughs> 
I can't believe we're talking about this. Well, Caligula wrestling. All right, enjoy I, the show, everybody. Yeah, Sheila, yeah. Sheila I, started sorry. it. I, I, I did. I started it. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll be having sex earlier than I thought I would. Yeah. Well, you know, you pretty much call that shot, don't you? Huh? I guess. You know, when I was a kid, every cowboy and Indian movie that I ever went to see, at some point in the movie, the Indian was going to hold out two fingers and say, white man speak with forked tongue. Right. One time I prayed that this is what you'd hear, white man speak with forked tongue. No, I don't. That's the way I talk. I was born like that. <laughs> I can't help fun. it. <laughs> oh. You think about all those movies we watched and the political correctness. Look now. at Blazing Saddles. Just watch Blazing Saddles. I, I saw an interview with Mel Brooks just uh, not long ago, yeah. and he said that he goes, "We could." Oh, and it was it was Mel Brooks and Norman Lear. Right. It was at Mel Brooks, Norman Lear, Dick Van Dyke, mm-hmm. all and guys over ninety, all over ninety, and talking about how they were now. Just yeah. but Mel was like. We could never no. get away with that now. And Norman Lear said, I don't think we could get away with All, all in the Family now. No, I don't think we could do not. it. And, uh, and he goes, we didn't think anything of it, right. really. We, right. we, yeah. we were just trying to get laughs, yep. you know, however we could figure something out, you know. But uh, I can remember seeing Don Rickles at the resorts in Atlantic City in the 90s. And people were gasping. <laughs> and I'm like, really? So right. that was like the beginning of this whole, you can't joke about that. Right. right I was right, in a right. giant showroom, maybe 3,000 seats, looking around. And me and the other comedian uh, who I went to uh, the show with, we were in tears, falling out of our chairs. And people were just gasping. Did he just say that? Yes. Do you not know who Don Rickles is? <laughs> I think the most incredible thing ever done on TV was the night that Jane Fonda was guesting on Carson and she sat there with her kitty in her lap. Yeah. I thought it was Zsa Zsa Gabor. No, it was Jane Fonda and she said to Carson, would you like to pet my pussy? Yeah, I remember. And just caught him off guard completely. God. Yeah, you could, you could. Well, remember he used to smoke sitting at that desk. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Oh right. yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Back in the day when everybody was Rickles smoking. Rickles broke his cigarette box. Remember that one? Oh yes, I do. Oh, oh my God. God. Yes, I do so remember funny. that one. Yes. So, so funny. Oh. And then Carson goes next door to the uh, to the set of CPO Sharky yeah. and bitches bitches Rickles out. Oh yeah. Rickles caught him off to completely off guard. Johnny did. <laughs> oh my God. Those were the days, man. Those were the days. Of course, because we'd never seen anything like that. Yeah. You yeah. know, there, it's there breaking was, the fourth wall. There was yeah, that's right. There was so little there was so little television on, right. you know, right. that, that uh ah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, uh, and I just had a group of kids in here from Ringling School of Art and Design that they started a creative writing class and they go, Would you like you know, they can you talk to them about creative writing? And I go, Yes I can because it's the only kind of writing I know how to do. Because anything I write, the one thing you can definitely say about it, it's creative. (laughs) It may not be correct, but it's creative. Right. We got talking about, they want to know about comedy and da-da-da. And tell me if y'all have heard this before, because I had heard this, that the pace of laughter in stand-up comedy, what what changed stand-up comedy to being so like 
quick pace mm -hmm. was the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson because Carson demanded yeah, well, four yeah. laughs a minute. Yeah, that is a true oh, really? fact. Yes. That's a true fact. Yes. He I demanded mean, it yeah. because here was his, what I understood was his way of thinking. I don't know what this number is, but let's just say off the cuff that a minute of airtime, uh, if you wanted, if you wanted to buy a minute of advertising time on the Tonight Show back then, let's say it was a half a million dollars. So if he gave you five minutes, he felt he was giving you two and a half million dollars. Right. And he goes, "I want you to pay off. Don't waste right. a moment." Right. And so, but of course, back then, Macaulay and those guys, the talent coordinators. Right. They would work with you. Uh -huh. right. They would go watch sets. They would work with you. They would go over, tighten stuff up, do this, don't right. do this, which I think was probably very helpful for especially first-timers. But now, you know, I've noticed that, I, I mean, I've watched, a, I've watched the last two or three comics I've watched on either Fallon or Colbert or Kimmel or whatever, that first time on, where they go, this is their first time on. Every one of them wasted at least an entire minute and the first the first minute they were on that's five laughs they, they they wasted it just like just like a new comic will that they'll get up on stage and they just are trying to get their footing sure and just trying to get comfortable so they're not really going for anything they're right. just kind of and i'm like man you're on national fucking television yeah, for yeah. the first time and you spend your first minute just kind of well what do y'all want to do yeah, <laughs> you know and i'm like jesus yeah. Yeah, get yeah. the balls in the exactly. air, man. Yep. You know, but I see it all the time. Right. I worked a week with Jimmy JJ Walker in Las Vegas, and uh -huh. he was he was just me, here not long ago. He was telling me a Jimmy uh, Jim McCauley story where, and and he's not alone. I've heard it five or six guys that were were becoming big in this modern stand-up era mm -hmm. late 80s early 90s right and, and macaulay was the talent yeah coordinator he was the for, guy for the and literally he said we need more jokes we need more jokes right so that you're, you're absolutely correct there was a bona fide formula that they're like yes no we need three we need to squeeze and so three it kind of it kind of changed the industry yeah because everybody, yeah. you need, I mean, The Tonight Show was it, right? Where yeah. else was there to go yeah. that was it. Uh, uh, there for a little while? And uh, so it really set the thing of, man, if you, if you want to be successful in this business, you got to be throwing punchlines out there yeah. every 15, 20 seconds, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a deal, you know, right. kind of a pace. Uh, my, my, my show, and, and I do five different 30-minute shows on the uh, cruise ships. Mm-hmm. And, but it, even in, in a club like yours, where I'm on for an hour, uh, my pace is so fast because you're scared. I, I was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I was terrible with the hecklers when I first oh, started. Yeah. And I was scared that they were going to jump in and, and try to say something. And I had nothing. I didn't want to do the standard uh, heckler lines. I wanted to be more creative than that. So instead of trying to deal with it, I adapted my show where I was so fast-paced, they're either laughing or inhaling. Right. And, and so my, I, I've watched tapes, which I hate doing, of myself. Yeah. And there is a reaction, a laugh, a giggle, some sort of reaction every 30 to 52 seconds in my show. Cool. Wow. And it's because 
I was terrible with hecklers. You're pretty quick. Sheila. Well, the other, the other, the other night on a ship, this happened to me three days ago, and this is this gives you, for instance, on exercising that tool, just constantly working at something. I was never good at it, and the other night on the ship. I was so proud of myself. Not brilliant, but got a huge laugh from 70 and 80-year-olds in the front row, which I was very happy about because I like to be a little more cleaner with the older and the sure. extremely younger crowds. This girl, this woman, middle age, had her sandaled feet up on the table in the front row. On the table where people sat a cocktail yes. or something to eat from upstairs. Right. And I said, ma'am, I said, could you please remove your feet from that table? She says, my ankles and my feet are swollen. I said, okay, but people set their drinks there. You need to remove your feet. And she goes, my legs are swollen. And I immediately <laughs> said, well, my penis is swollen, but I'm not slapping it on your table. <laughs> Put your fucking feet down, you animal. Good for you. And I was Good like, I had to stop. I was like, did I just say that? Yeah. And there was a four top. These people were in their 70s, 80s, pissing. All four of them. Women and men. I'm like, was that okay? I hope I didn't offend. They were like, that was great. Thank God. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I didn't know I had that tool because I've never nice. exercised yeah. it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, it was... <laughs> Oh, of course, like, yeah. of course. But when you're right, you're right. You know, that's that's it. You know. But it, it it's ridiculous when people come in every once in a while into a showroom, and you're going literally what my mother used to say: "Were you born in a barn, oh, you son goodness. of a bitch?" Unbelievable. You've never hate, been out at night. I hate the feet on the <laughs> stage as well. And, and yeah, and it's oh, almost yeah. like oh, yeah, oh, forget, oh, for sure. I hate it. Well, you know that you know the standard old heckle yeah. line. Yeah. Right? yeah. Are you in Are show, you in show business? Well, yeah. I've actually kicked somebody's sure. are you in showbiz then get off Crazy. get the fuck off, off the yeah. stage you idiot yeah. you know you ain't home no yeah. you know but feet on the table and yeah, and, that is and not like shoes covered gross. up like bare no feet. sandaled naked right feet. right oh, yeah i bet there i bet there i bet those toes animal. were gnarly uh, i didn't i couldn't see and i'm a foot guy so i would tell you <laughs> <laughs> you're a foot guy oh my god oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who was it there's a who is the comic that famous comic, I can't remember who it was now, and a foot, he's a foot guy, he uh -huh. was talking about, and he went to a party at Halle Berry's <laughs> that's house. That's sad, right? that, that, that's a term, foot guy. Foot guy. He's a foot guy. <laughs> I guess, you know, they call it foot fetish, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Foot guy. I'm a, I'm a shoes guy. Uh, well, the, shoes the heels. go on the... Yes, thing. absolutely, I'm big on that. <laughs> and uh, so, but anyway, he went, to the, him and another guy, went to a party at Halle Berry's house. You oh know, one of the most goodness. beautiful women yeah. on sure. earth. And she walked out and she was wearing just flip-flops or sandals. And she has funky feet, I guess. Oh no. You know, or, you know not, they're, they're probably not that funky. It's just compared to the rest of her. Right. Like everything else is flawless. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, she got fucked up feet. And uh, and he does it. I, I wish I could remember who the comic oh, is. Oh, that's a shame. That does the thing about that? You heard it first on this podcast. Holly Berry has <laughs> fucked up feet. I hope Holly. Yeah. I, I hope she. I hope I, she gets in I touch with so us all better. pissed off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's good publicity. Send your letters to, <laughs> to John DeCosta. Holly Berry heard our podcast. <laughs> all right, Ron Modell's heading out. See you, buddy. We'll see you after the show. All right. Yeah.
All right, my friend. Mr. Henry, you can join us. It's Stephen Henry, one of our local comedians. He pops in every once in a while. So uh, just yeah. glad to be be here for the foot stuff. The foot stuff. Yeah. Are, you <laughs> Are you a foot guy? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heels are like. Uh, oh yeah. I think that just means you're an ass man, though. Toe cleavage. Right? Well, that that was. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Somewhat, but but, it, but just it, it makes it makes the legs. It just tightens calf, everything up. Yeah. You it know. Yeah. Uh, what Mitchell Walters? Remember Mitchell Walters? Sure. Mitchell used to do a bit about women with shoes. You know, just shoes, shoes. And then heels, and he would say, anybody's ass looks great in, in, a, in, in a pair of five-inch heels. You know yeah. what I mean? A guy's, you know, you, you get laughs off of that, you know, kind of a thing. But, uh, no, heels are nice. And Well, you, you got, well, you just Those got a small shoes. heel. A small yeah. heel, but a comfortable heel. Yeah. Yeah. It's a comfortable it's a, heel. That's just what you'd call a, a chunky heel. heel. What? It's a chunky heel. A chunky heel? But I, I like the ankle strap. Not I, quite I a wedge, but a chunky heel. A chunky heel. Yeah, yeah chunky. So you know, my... Chunky. my my wife, Pam's mom, rest her soul, God love her, Dottie. Uh, Dottie was one of those women that came from that generation. Mm -hmm. She wore heels all the time. And literally, like when she was really getting up there in yeah. age, uh, her doctor told her, look, man, you know, I'm worried about you breaking an ankle or yeah. falling or whatever. And you need to get yourself a nice pair of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, tennis shoes, you know. And boy, I remember she was wearing them one day and she goes, I just feel, I don't feel right mm -hmm. if I'm not in heels. Right. You know, I just feel like I'm not dressed almost, you know what I mean? Like, From that generation that just, well, it's, it's like the, it's like that generation. That, and I didn't realize this existed, but uh, and, until I heard a bunch of women talking about it, was that the idea that women would never, married women, who'd been married for 15, 20 years and go, my husband has never seen me without makeup on, ever. Holy shit. Ever in their life. Like, these women would actually wake up yeah. an hour before their husband gets up just for the sole purpose of making sure that their makeup was on and their hair was done oh. before he saw her. They, wow. they showed that in uh, the first season of Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. There was a Mrs. Maisel episode that was yeah, that. Very, very, yeah, very That's beginning. right. And that's a, that was a real thing back yeah. then. And that's how fucked up it was. The, they needed the <laughs> Me Too movement. That, that, that's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a thing, you yeah. know. Yeah. And that was the heels, too. It was like you wanted yeah. to look. Sure. My, my uh, mother-in-law, she was short, four foot nine Italian, little Sicilian. She always wore heels to the point where her foot, she actually couldn't walk um, On a barefoot. regular flat. Oh, barefoot. She, was, she, she couldn't walk barefoot because everything was now... You know, the heel was up here the, on her soles, wow. on the balls of the feet. So she literally went from, after she took off her heels, she had uh, slippers that were high heels. Oh, my god! You know, that, you know, with the little poofy eye oh, yeah, 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 the Oh, yeah, 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 I remember uh, those. That's yeah, funny. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Crazy, man. crazy, man. Uh, the, uh, uh, oh, oh, and by the way, uh, 15, 20 minutes is fine. Oh, right, really? right in there. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You cool. know, I mean, cool. you know, 50, whatever. But that, that's, Just have fun. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's fine. Because okay, I'll do perfect. about 10, and okay. then that'll leave you your, your hour, you know, ish, <laughs> okay. right in there. Okay. And then right, and then as soon as we finish, as soon as we finish, just uh, 
I mean, you can, you can leave if you want to step out here for a minute and get a drink of water or whatever, or you can just stay on stage. We just I'll probably leave and then come back. Yeah, because we throw on my shirt. Because I just pull the chairs up, get the mic set, and then we go with the interview thing. Do you know about this? Did I no. Even do oh no. Okay. All right. Okay. What's going on? So you can do it or you can not do it. But here's what I do. At the end of the show on Thursday night, we do a little interview with the audience. Oh. I ask everybody the same question. How did you grow up? What was your family dynamic? Where did you right. grow up? You know, was there, was there anybody, any entertainers in your world okay. at all? And do you have any hobbies? Did you go to college? It's just so the audience kind of knows right. how, how you developed. And then how did you get into comedy? But I'd be doing it next Thursday anyway, right? Because I'm here next Wednesday and Thursday as a feature. True. That's right. That's right. You're here with Rivera. Is it Mike? Mike Rivera's the oh, 12th really? and 13th. I just worked with him. Is it Mike? No. No. no I'm Mike's week after. I'm here with Rob Feingold. Oh, we're Rob with Feingold. Okay. I don't think we've done it with Feingold, have we? The uh, interview. The interview. Yes, we have. We have. With, well, then uh, you probably. So won't if I've done it with Feingold, I won't do another okay, one. Okay, then oh, I'll no. do it. I'll do it tonight. It's just that I got to get some food in me. I'll just yeah. Oh, you'll have you'll have plenty of time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because you'll have he's gonna be on stage for an hour. Okay. After you get okay. on. Okay, I'll let my husband know. And uh, if, if that's okay, you know yeah, what I mean. That uh, sounds like fun. It's fun. We just it, the reason I do it is because it streams live on YouTube and then it's archived. Nice. It's called Off the Clock. It's like the reason I do it is because over the years I found that people think that we're born this way. Yeah. Like that we're just naturally. They don't get the fact. I mean, obviously, John and I might to you know that. Yeah, people are born maybe with a. a uh, gift to, for performance, mm -hmm. but I, but anything you have to work at it, right. you know. So it's just for people to learn that comics come from all kinds of different backgrounds, right. and then we just set that tone, and then we let them ask questions. Fun. And sometimes it lasts ten or twelve minutes, and sometimes I never let it go more than twenty. Okay, you know, okay. and uh, yeah, yeah, okay. and uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll do that. Do that right after. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it is. So you're Italian, also? No, I'm Irish. My husband's Italian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I th I thought we had talked about yeah. the Irish. Yeah. Thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Any certain way you want me to bring you up? You could just say from Detroit. You might have seen her on NBC, so you think you're funny. Long time ago, uh, but they don't know that. NBC, so you think you're funny. From Detroit, Sheila Lovely. You got it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. Cool. Sheila Lovely. Okay. Sheila Lovely. Mm -hmm. That's your real name, isn't it? That is. I talk about it. Yes, I thought mm -hmm. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just uh, what's interesting is it's spelled L-O-V-E-L-E-Y mm -hmm. because already there were already English lovelies here. My great-grandfather's last name was Lamoureux, so French, French-Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I know a Lamoureux. Yeah. There's a guy here in town, Scott Lamoureux. Yeah, He's a golf a, pro. Yeah, it's real. This is like Smith over in, in France. It's oh, okay. real popular. Anyway, um, so he was going to get a job, and they were not hiring uh, the French at that time. Everybody has their group that are come in. and the, Right, know. right, right. So, and this was, uh, like, I think uh, in Missouri. And um, so his friend said, well, why don't you change your name from Lamoureux, which is obviously French. What does it tra uh, translate to? Lamoureux actually uh, translates to lovers. He goes, well, how about lovely? And they put that extra E, L-O-V-E-L-E-Y, so that the French people that were coming over from the lovely family 
would be able to find, kind of like trace back, so oh. they wouldn't be, uh, you know, screwed up with the uh, those dirty English lovers. <laughs> the, the French can't be having sex with the British. Well, yeah. Hello. Yeah. They can't. No, they just screw no. everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> you know? know? Yeah. Oh. Because yeah. they'd be too yeah. good yeah. at it. You can't, <laughs> as close as they are, you cannot mix those gene pools. No. You know? I mean, if you mix the British with the French with the Germans, I don't even know what you end up with. It's, it's a, what a mix that is. Yeah. What a cultural yeah, yeah. stew that yeah, is. Yeah, it's called Europe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to go up there. Y'all keep talking. Okay. All right, Les. Have fun. Have a fun show. Yeah. Okay, Let's I'm going to eat it. some chips. I got to eat. Okay. Uh, are we done now? Yeah, get some food in you. I'm going to get some food in me. All right. <laughs> it changes. It changes. I'll be in and out, yeah. Do? Whatever. What can I do? That's funny. And now we sit. Now we sit, yep. Man. Well, we had fun last night, though. It was pretty fun, yeah. Yeah, we went down to uh, the Laugh-In to audition and hopefully get work out that place. Yeah. Um, A rainy Wednesday. A rainy Wednesday. It was it was a good little crowd though that showed oh, yeah. up. They were they wanted to laugh, so I could tell that. But uh, they were desperate for it. <laughs> yeah, trying to escape Fort Myers. I'm still trying to figure out how you got there in an hour and a half, <laughs> when I took me an hour and like 45 minutes to get there, and I'm when, further south than you. It was crazy. When you look at speed limit signs and suggestions. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. That helps. Put it together. <laughs> All right. Sheila just took the stage. Les is coming back. We are continuing. Stephen Henry's still here. That's I'm right. still here. Still here. You didn't move. No. You're just hanging out. I say exactly where I am. Exactly I say where I'm placed. <laughs> say where I'm placed. Uh, I'm not going to yeah. waste my precious calories moving, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they seem like a fucking great crowd. They're a real good crowd. crowd. Yeah. They're a real yeah. good crowd. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you going to do this open mic thing tonight with him? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, you'll 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 play anywhere, won't you? Pretty much. Yeah. I, love <laughs> I love that desperation. John's in the back. <laughs> you would do, when you were getting started. Did you did you go do the funky open like anywhere like any fucking where open mics? I'm gonna be very honest with you. Why? You gotta flip that mic around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> I uh, I got into this. Well, I remember you were a magician and shit. No, ventriloquist. That's right. That's right. Um, so when when stand up became huge in the early eighties, right? I already had an act. You know what I'm saying? Right. I never did an open mic. So when you got, I, I let me let me let me correct that. Okay. I did one open mic in my life. Got booked at a club and then never did one again. Now, did you, uh, and you know the other guy that that has, uh, um, let me just think, of, oh, uh, I'll, think, I'll think of it. There's another guy that has that story out of, out of New York. Uh, went into Danger Fields and did one open mic and could do an impression of Rodney and played guitar and all that kind of stuff. Dennis Blair? Yes, Dennis. And he, uh, and and that night they offered him a house MC job. Yeah, and he never looked back. So you know, never never had to do the funky. Yeah, wow, no, I never I never did it. 
I never did it. Now, like I did say, showcases where right. there's, you know, 15, 20 guys. Now, when you started, did you have enough to close a show? Yeah. So you were in that, because when I first got started, which was, I mean, my first open mic was right around 1980, mm-hmm. the Comedy Works in, in Denver, uh-huh. and then started touring right at 82, 83, right in there, and I opened an act, you know, just trying to get 20 minutes together. I but it was like all those guys that were headlining, a lot of them were musicians and stuff like that. Already. That Yes. Yeah. That From California. Yep. That just kind of found a way to make it funny. That, and, that's exactly kind of my path as well. Right. Um, I already had a ventriloquist act, and then I just added some props and voices and right. silly things. Uh, Did you to, ever have to do the funky one-nighters? The Oh, God, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Oh, I made a living at it for a decade. Right, right. Oh, sure. Sure. Because that was the... That was the that was the age. That was the, that was, right. it, 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 that was, a, that, that's, you always pieced a, a Wednesday or a Sunday with your weekend gig. Right, right, right. You know, right, so right. I did plenty of bar gigs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The pl- places where you got nobody's attention. Yeah. When you oh, get yeah. on stage. Yeah. What, what do you mean you're not turning the game off? <laughs> oh, of course not. Yeah, no, no, you need to turn, no, no. Now, have y'all had, have y'all had many of those where yeah. you go in and just, you, you're I mean, you, have, with, you, you need to fire a gun in the air. You're competing with, like, the NHL playoffs. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, when, when in Tampa, like, when the Lightning are playing, you're like, yeah, it's fucking impossible. I'd, I'd rather that than the hookah lounges. Like, getting heckled by bubbling. Yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> the, getting heckled by what? Bubbling. To oh, from the, <laughs> the, oh, the, the hookah, hookah lounge. Yeah. Oh, good God. Yeah, That's we'll, the worst. We'll, we'll go up anywhere, honestly. We don't We don't care. Hookah lounge people, I, could, I would just imagine, would just be burned out yes yeah you know no energy at all and very woke by the way oh just sprawled on the couch (laughs) yeah sleepy but woke you know what i mean like like, fucking annoying as hell oh god well this is kind of funny i wanted to talk to you about this uh me and steven went down to the laugh-in last night to showcase for them yep yep and uh i always wondered like does captain brown still have it or did he sell it he sold it to a bunch of comics i know that there's a big tall guy yes yeah we met him at the world series economy Yes. 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 He yes. wasn't there. Okay. There's there another owner. So there's like several owners. There's apparently. three. Three owners. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we went down there to showcase, and uh, it was like you know maybe a couple twenty people, maybe something like that, right. in front of there, in front. Of, and it was it was a uh, like some of the comics didn't do as great, you know, and like uh, some of us did pretty well. But I always wonder like, what does a booker look for when it like is it, it's not just how hard you crush. It's like it's it's laughs. Is it really? It's yes. just laughs. It's okay. laughs. All right. It's laughs. I, you know, I'm. They don't really care about your material necessarily, no, or or no, like how no, much you curse. Uh, no, no, no. You're lucky if they're even paying that much attention to, to your, your actual act. Mm-hmm. Right. They're really listening for laughs. Right. They're li- they're seeing if you can walk up, grab that audience quick, and keep laughs going all the way through. Okay. You know, then after that, if you if I've done that, I've paid a little attention to your act you right. know but i can guarantee you not enough that i'm really going to remember it a day later sure so at that point then i'm like okay they did good then i would bring you back to look at you again 
more intently to one to see if you can do it again to right. see if it, you can strike if you have the consistency sure. with a different crowd and then I'm looking at the kind of material to do just so I know that if I'm going to use you what to pair you with yeah who to pair you with as far as a headliner and some comedy clubs don't give a fuck they just book right. people you know I, I know a lot of clean acts that go oh you wouldn't believe the shit they put in front of me right exactly. you know but yeah I, I, I'm telling you you the the comedy club owner for the most part, they're just listening for laughs. Exactly. Yeah. You there, know, there's some clean people who do not care what's in front of them. Like Ron is amazing about that. Who's that? Ron Hortman. Well, you, he doesn't care what's in front of him. No, he, he'll just play with it. Well, of course, <laughs> but Ron's also had to do that. Yeah. You know, right. he's had to work a lot of comedy clubs where and they they don't they're not concerned with who's in front of the headliner. It's just no. whoever was open that week. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, Ron's pretty clean, mm-hmm. but I'm sure he's had to follow two acts that were filthy. Oh, yeah. You know, and maybe not that good. Right. And, you know, you kind of learn to do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, after a while. I mean, one of the big one of the big uh, epiphanies for me in comedy was that going from getting to be an opening act and get hired, that was your first step. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, and then you you had a little bit of time. You were a little nervous. Just each week, hoping that the week goes well, so they'll hire you back the next time. But then once you've done that, and you're kind of in the groove, and you got your your twenty clubs at least that that you they're going to bring you back. You kind of settle in, and then going from there to middle act. Well, that's just getting more material. Sure, Mm -hmm. it's not. It wasn't stressful. Going, you wanted to go there. Right, a little more money, and. You know, it was just, you, you knew, usually you were there before they ever moved you into that position. Right. You were but, there for maybe a year before they moved you into sure, that yeah. position. But, and, but that's the thing. You you bring people in as features first, right, usually? Oh, yeah. Is that much possible? Well, the, the thing was is that then moving from feature to headliner, I kind of thought would be the same thing. You know, right. just mm. need more time. Once I get the time, but then when I first started headlining, going back to what you said about Ron Hortman, and all of a sudden you, man, it hits you like a rock that if everything in front of you sucks, you have to save the evening. If everything in front of you is fucking awesome, you have to be better. Yes. And I I, I remember that first year, I was like, I didn't expect that. And, you know, I just didn't see it coming. And I was like, oh, man. Got in a few of those situations, and you were like, I was nervous. Well, and they've already watched 30 to 45, so, like, they're already a little fatigued, right? Well, it's not a matter of fatigue. It's a matter of, it's a, it's a matter of just the fact that when you're headlining, you're it. Yeah. Everything in front of you is, is support. It's right. filler. Right. It's, it's great, but it's filler. But you're, you're it. When yeah. you're headlining... The worst thing you can hear as people are leaving is, I like the first guy. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. That's the worst thing you can hear. Exactly. And we've all heard it, and it's the worst thing in the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know? uh, And the best thing you can hear is, oh, you were the best one. Oh, sure. You are the best one. And, you know, you've done it. I've done it. You know, you get those shows where 
both the acts in front of you were really good. Yeah. I mean, you liked them. You go, yeah. damn, they're fucking... They're well, really you know good. what? I try not to watch. Yeah. I, I, I try... Like, if I'm working with somebody for the week, uh-huh. I force myself that first night to watch yes. them to make sure we don't have any overlapping exactly. material. Exactly. But then I can't watch the rest of the week because if they crush... It's a mental fuck. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, once I got yeah. comfortable with it, I did like to watch simply because it. I've always, well, not always, but if they did anything with the crowd. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Or if they did anything improvisationally, off the cuff, something happened. I wanted to be aware of that. So you, you capitalize know? on it. Well, or... Or not whether burn I it said again. something or not, or not but I certainly it. wanted to be aware of oh, the fact, okay. I got you. I got you, you know, because you know, I'm always a, it always is a little, and it's never that funky, but it's to me, it's always a little weird when the the opening or the middle has dealt with the audience and they've talked to somebody quite a bit, yeah, and the headliner's not watching, and then the headliner comes up and ends up going to that same person and asking them the same question yeah. you know yeah. and the crowd he has that. no idea the crowd's not really cueing you on that so unless the person actually says something they just go ahead and answer the same questions mm-hmm. and you know and and so obviously then the audience knows oh he wasn't watching the show mm-hmm. you know what i mean he didn't know which you know sometimes that doesn't really matter, but I always think it's a little weird, you know. Sometimes you it know? is, and I, I've seen uh, like when people do have overlapping material, a simple, like I, you know, I've done a show and then some, like a vegan joke, for instance, and then, like the headliner would come up and be like, you know, Mike was talking about vegans earlier. Yeah, you just do a simple one of those, and they'll almost it. let it pass. Like even though you're talking about the same subject, it's like the fact that you acknowledge it, they're okay with that now. Uh-huh. Yeah, like you can talk about it now. You know what I mean? Right. But if you just go like vegans it's like and you don't address that somebody else talked about it already i feel like the audience kind of like well we well, already heard about that it's just like the other thing you i feel like if you do like a five ten minute set you can fuck up a joke acknowledge that you fucked it up and they'll be on board but if you don't they just eat you alive yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah if you mess up a whole joke yeah if you mess up a whole joke and don't acknowledge i haven't it, done that in a while but yeah. recently i like was trying out a new bit and i as soon as i started it i stumbled like, on the first word but they didn't know it and then I was like, I, I didn't even have to say I fucked it up. Yeah. And I just said I fucked it up. And like they were just like, yeah, you suck. And they just immediately disagreed with everything else I said. That <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I could have just skipped right over it. You know I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I teach it in the class, man. I mean, you know, when you stutter step something, yeah. you just drop a word or something. It, it's amazing how much that changes the punch. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, and, and occasionally, occasionally, every once in a while, I've had it happen where I fuck up the setup and the punch works better. better. Really? Yeah, I've had, oh, I've definitely had that. <laughs> that's and a you go, perplexing. oh, so that's how we're supposed to do it. You know I mean? <laughs> because it, 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 the timing wasn't right. I did yeah. something last night and I can't remember what it was. But it's something I've been doing for five or six years. And I'm like... Fuck, what is wrong with you people? There should be a huge laugh there. And I added a word, one word last night, and it got a laugh, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> you know, I've got a I've got a little throwaway line that I've that I that I do in a thing, and it's about taking Viagra for the first time. And my doctor literally said True. to me, he goes, Hey, listen, man, he goes, 
when you take it, make sure that you tell your wife that you're taking it. You want her to be on board. And I go, well, okay, but what if she's not there? And it, yeah, that's it, funny. sometimes it either gets a big laugh immediately or it gets absolutely nothing. Because they just aren't following. They're not paying yeah. attention. It's like a you through know? line or it's a punchline. Right, weird. right. And, and it's so weird. And I've found that if I want it to get a laugh, I have to deliver it with a lot of energy. Well, she's not there. Yeah, right. If I just go, well, she's not there, it just, it lays flat. How about what if I'm by myself? Ooh. Try that. What if I'm by myself rather what than What if I'm she, by myself and she, she's not around? Well, what if I'm by myself? It's pretty direct. If you're saying, what if she's not there, alludes to the fact you're with somebody else. Right. If you're saying, what if I'm, what by, if I'm by myself, myself then yeah. you're masturbating. Which is so funny. That's fine. By That's Agra. hysterical. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <clears throat> it's like tonight I, I wrote a joke right before I came here and I put it on my Facebook and my Instagram. I said, my somnologist told me to start transcendental meditation to cure my insomnia, but I keep falling asleep, so that's not going to work. Okay? Right. That's it. That's the joke. Do you know how many people said you should try this medication you should try this medication oh, that's that's not i'm it's a joke guys by the way that should be structured so say, say that again well here i'll tell you exactly how I. because you did you didn't put the punch on the didn't end. put the punch at the end I mean. you, you said the punch before and then you so that's not gonna to work flop to me right here's how i wrote okay <laughs> what it was that. What? How did the punch go at the end? So I fall asleep. The, the joke is, my somnologist told me to try transcendental meditation or TM right. for my insomnia. I kept falling asleep every time I tried it. So yeah, that's not going to work. I have no idea what I'm going to so do. So if you just sit, so you go, my tell me da da da, and you go, that's not going to work. I keep falling asleep. Yeah, because to me, that's the punch. Is the punch? Yeah, that's the mm -hmm. punch. Right. Well, my point is. Yeah. There was thirty people that didn't get the joke. Right. They're trying to help me with my sleep disorder. But you know, something they skipped it, it, right yes, over the part that you're sleeping. Because I think the same way with that joke with me. I think part of it is the audience, so, because so much of the audience knows me, because I've been here for so long that they they feel close to me, and they know who Pam is, or they know Pam. That's true. They know we're married. And yeah. so I go, what if she's not there? Nope. You going to do some time? Yeah, let's uh, go on up. Sheila coming back down. Good job. Oh, thank you. But twice, it, it, I don't know if you just like, put it off the Twice it kept flashing on me. And I ignored the first one, but then it started again. Flashing that red. might mean you're done. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, usually when it's when it's red, it's like you're you're gone over a little but bit. He told, he told yeah. Yeah. You can't. Okay. We're we're, we're going to we're going to stop once you're up there though. So. Yeah, if it's if it's flashing red, it means you're Oh. oh, you know what? Maybe he didn't tell Kevin. Yeah, he's he's uh oh. he's known for that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. The, 
Yeah, the the sound guy didn't get the cue. Okay. Yeah, you're fine though. That's funny though. Yeah, Happens all the time. So I was like, yeah, 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 just go have fun. And then the sound guy's like, what is happening? Yeah, We're on the I schedule. <laughs> that was a five-minute spot. <laughs> it was a five-minute uh, That's happened uh, to Jarrett when he came through last time. Yeah. Told you that he, uh, he thought he had 10, and we less told him he had 10, and then the sound guy was never notified. So. Isn't it? Fucking Kevin has never lit me when I've done this. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Is it's it because you're on time? I have no idea. <laughs> like, he doesn't usually give you a flashing light unless you're gone, like, egregiously over. Like, you know what I mean? If he gives you the light light, like, the actual flashlight, that means, like, like you've gone, like, way over. Yeah, you know he, went, he, did, he did the flashlight. Yeah. When, he, he, when he he's did. doing the, that light, when it, when it turns red, it's like, okay, like, wrap Are you talking about the one above the stage? Yeah, yeah. When it turns red, the, like, the, the numbers will turn red. No, I know that. Oh, yeah, okay. But I've never gotten a light from the back of the room, like. Yeah, oh, he yeah. only does that if you're egregiously going over your time. Okay. You, you, that was me. I was egregious. Yeah, because yeah. every every comic knows, like, that, that plays here knows about the, the clock. So yeah. So it's like, it, that's for, like, hey, man, like, in case you didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I've only gotten that, like, once. And I was like, ooh, I did, like, five minutes over. <laughs> like a real piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, I think last time, last time you told me to do 10, right? Like, when I was here? I yeah. Think? Pretty full, man. It's probably about 80, 90%. Yeah. You got you got to draw, man. Especially Killing for it. a Thursday, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, I've been coming here since he started. Yeah, I know. It's great. He was down in Venice. Then he went to the Big Kitchen. Then he went to the I-41 there by Radio Shack. Then here. I've been coming down here since early 90s. That's awesome. Yeah, so there's many people that have seen me yeah. for decades. They love your show. It's yeah, amazing. it's fun. It's a fun show. You got one of those styles that I feel like you can you can watch over and over. I agree, 100. percent Yeah. Everybody that sees it's me says the same kind thing. Of thing. Yeah. Even though you still get they, tired of it, you know. Yeah. Even yeah. though they might know what's coming, they still. Yeah. It's hilarious. <coughs> and the way you close your show. Feeling. Are you doing your closer tonight? Which one? The one with the singing. The, yeah. Yeah, you do that. Okay. What's the other one you do? I always for, I always forget. You have like, don't you have two different ones? Kind of. Hmm. Well, I used to close with my Chinese waiter. Right. Okay. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the last two times down here, yeah. I do some ventriloquism. Right. To close, that's crushing on the ship, and and I'm like, I should try that in a club, and this was the first club. No, the second club that I tried it in. Yeah. And they love it. They do love it. It's fucking hilarious. Last night was amazing. It's kind of genius because it, 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 like yeah. the the people yeah, he has volunteer. Huh. He like, he brings some people up from the stage, yeah, uh, from the audience. But like, and he puts these like mouths on them, and then he like, you know, they're moving like mouths and stuff. It's kind of genius because like, the it doesn't matter who the participants are, right? Because they're not really doing anything. They're kind of just in there, really just trying not to laugh because they have these fucking ridiculous things on their mouths. Right. And he's like singing along to this song and shit, and uh, <laughs> it's like that's I think that's like masterful, honestly. Cause I, you know, like Steve Byrne. You know Steve Byrne? The, I know of him. I've never seen him live. He closes his show. He does like this, uh, uh, a boy band. So he, he picks like seven or eight people from the audience, mm-hmm. and he makes them come up on stage, and he turns them into like his, his like boy band, and then they bring up a female, and they all do like a like a dance for her and shit. And it's like, like like on paper you're like this is a terrible idea but then when he way pulls it off it just it's like the audience can't get enough of it it's mm-hmm. like such a good way to end the show i think 
right. I'm going to wrap it up. Let's I was going to say, um, never mind. I was going <laughs> to say one more thing related to that, but oh, yeah. I'll just say you after. All right. Thanks. Thanks for being on the podcast, man. Thanks for having me.